coast of La Palma, the northwesternmost of the Canary Islands. Jutting out from deep Atlantic waters, La Palma stands 375 miles off the coast of southern Morocco. Fact was, he explained, a gigantic hunk of volcanic rock, several miles long, set on a searing fault line in the Earth's crust, had slipped in the last 40 or 50 years, maybe 12 feet down the steep cliff detaching from the west flank. And somewhere behind this colossal, unstable chunk of rock lay, potentially, the simmering core of the mighty volcano of Cumbre Vieja. That lets rip, the lot goes, Professor Landon asserted brightly. It had sent a staggeringly large rock, several cubic miles of it, crashing off the west flank of the volcano, straight into the Atlantic at more than 200 miles per hour, and surging along the ocean floor at maybe 400 miles per hour. I'm talking about one of the largest landslides in the past million years. Actually, I'm talking about the total collapse of the southwest section of La Palma. The packed audience of ex-military and naval officers, scientists, academics, and scions of ancient landed families, which had always shown an interest in such scientific matters, had listened wide-eyed as the professor explained the establishment of a gigantic column of waves, ascending from the seabed to the surface, driving forward to reach speeds of 500 miles per hour, and rising to a height of maybe 200 feet into the air as they arrived in shallow coastal waters. He described how the monstrous tidal surge would wipe out large hunks of coastal southern England, Spain, and West Africa. And then, within nine hours from the moment of the rock's impact on the surface of the Atlantic off southwestern La Palma, the massive wall of water would travel across the Atlantic and obliterate the entire east coast of the United States. If Cumbre Vieja blows, this will happen, he confirmed a rare and terrible mega-tsunami. Scientific research has estimated a number of intense waves, still perhaps 150 feet high, crashing into the restricted seaways off Lower Manhattan, and then flattening the Wall Street area of New York with its very first sweep. The opening tidal wave would suck the debris out of the streets and flatten the ground before the next one of the wave series hit, demolishing buildings up to possibly 15 blocks from the waterfront. And these giant waves, each one more than 100 feet high, would keep coming progressively until all of New York City was leveled. The biggest tsunami in recorded history, and all because of a single volcano. Professor Paul Landon was one of the world's preeminent volcanologists, Benfield Grieg Professor of Geophysical Hazards at University College London and Director of the University's Hazard Centre. He had worked on the slopes of dozens of the world's most dangerous volcanoes, often successfully forecasting powerful eruptions. His nickname was well-earned. And his skill in assessing the temperature and intent of the magma was matched only by his brilliance at the lectern. A bearded man of medium height, with pale blue eyes and the inevitable tweed sports jacket, checkered shirt and college tie, he was forty-four years old and at the height of his game his lectures in demand all over the world. Lava Landon lived outside London in the commuter belt of Buckinghamshire with his wife Valerie, a city lawyer. 
Their two sons, aged 14 and 15, collectively considered their father to be more or less insane, hearing almost every day of their young lives that the world would probably end next week. Their skepticism didn't phase Professor Landon in the least. Like many of his fellow academics, he was quite astonishingly self-absorbed and fireproof to criticism. As he stood now, in the hoofprints of the mighty Scott, Shackleton, Hillary, and Hunt, he reflected on an evening's work well done. He knew he had mesmerized the entire audience. What he wasn't aware of, however, was one particular listener, seated among the sea of spellbound faces. At the back of the auditorium, a 23-year-old Palestinian freedom fighter, Ahmed Sabah, was taking notes, intent on every word, every graphic. After the speech, Sabah had slipped out quickly and was now waiting quietly.